Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast, a resource produced by Southland Christian Ministries located in Ringgold, Louisiana. Our purpose is to provide you with daily devotions so that you can faithfully grow in your relationship with Christ each and every day. We hope these truths will be an encouragement to you as you hear from God's Word today. This is Mike Herbster coming to you from Southland Christian Ministries, and this is the Walk Talks podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, and I hope that what we see from the scriptures today will be a blessing in your life. We're again going for the third time back to Psalm 85. In my last podcast, we handled verses 4 through 9, the center part of Psalm 85. Let me remind you that the theme verse of Psalm 85 is verse 6, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? No person as a child of God can fully rejoice in him if they're not right with him, revived with him. And verse 9 tells us that the glory may dwell in the, the land, in our land. God wants to revive you so that he can revive your family, so that he can revive your church, so that he can revive your community. And we can look at the world and complain about how bad it is, or we can be a part of the reviving work by letting God change us personally. And so we've been talking about how good and great God has been to us and how we need to live daily in a mindset of praise, verses 1 through 3, and we need to have a mindset of prayer, verses 4 through 7, and we have to have a mindset or a life of action along with that praise and prayer where we hear what God says with obedient hearts and we turn from folly and we fear God. Great challenges for us to be able to walk in true revival. And what we want to look at today is the end of the chapter, or the psalm, I should say, verses 10 through 13, where the Bible says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps." What we find in the first verses up to verse 9 are the actions or what we need to be doing in order for God to do what God is going to do. And if we do our part, you can guarantee it. And what we want to look at is that the the promise of God is honored both in our life and in our land. This promise is so beautifully given to us in verses 10 through 13. The songwriter says, "'Standing on the promises of Christ my King.'" Through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. We can count on what God says he will do. You know, there's a lot of frustration in our world about the misinformation, about the lies, about people saying one thing and doing the other. And people will always disappoint us. Governments will always disappoint us. Promises will never completely be fulfilled by the human... um, promises all around us. But God's promise is sure it will last forever. And what we can know today is that God will do what God says he will do. And this is what we find here in Psalm 85, is that when God's people praise him, pray to him, and perform that which he calls them to do in action, God blesses with these things. Notice what he blesses us with. First of all, a perfect blend of mercy and truth. 
And that is oftentimes people think that when we tell them the truth, that it's an ugly thing, but it's the most merciful thing to do, to speak the truth in love, as the, uh, uh, the apostle said in the book of Ephesians. We're not actually showing mercy at all until we actually are willing to speak the truth. How many of you know in the society we live in today that truth needs to be spoken? Well, God will, through you, he promises that mercy and truth will be perfectly blended together with your life, with your labor for him, that if you're truly revived and living the way you should be, praising him, praying to him, and staying away from folly, then mercy and truth are met together at that moment. The second perfect blend is that of righteousness and peace. Now, this is so important for us to know nationally because the scriptures say, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It says in, in Proverbs 14, righteousness exalts a nation and sin is a reproach to any people. So for some reason in our society, people think that if you try to have rules and regulations and you try to point people in a righteous direction, that that's an evil, that that's, uh, that's a bad thing. But actually, it is a perfect, perfectly good thing and a healthy thing. And peace comes when there are boundaries set up and righteousness prevails. It, it uses this phrase, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. As a little kid, it was always like, ooh, they kiss, they kiss. Well, this is not an ooh situation. This is a beautiful situation when righteousness and peace perfectly kiss. You walk a life of righteousness. God brings peace to your life. I'm reminded of Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. God is ready to offer perfect peace to those who live righteous lives. This is what comes. This is the promise that God gives. The third promise he gives is in verse 11, where it says, truth shall spring out of the earth. Have you noticed today that truth is relative? You can come up with your own truth according to the humanistic, materialistic, hedonistic society we live in. I mean, everybody can come up with their own ideas and how dare you say that your truth is is more valuable than my truth? And we're supposed to just um, we're supposed to just pat people on the back, send them on their way, and say, okay, even if it's a lie, then you go forward, and because I'm not going to ever stand up against your truth. We have we have to recognize that there is truth, and that truth brings conflict. But that truth, when it's shined in the world, will cause people to see the Lord and know the right way. And here's what the verse, verses are saying. When we are properly revived and the glory is shining out of our lives and the glory is in our land, then truth will prevail. It will spring out of the earth. Now, I want to challenge you, Christian, today to be the type of Christian that shines truth in the world in which we live. Don't be bashful about speaking it and living it out in your life. It makes a difference when God's people are thoroughly immersed in the truth of God and it's shining out of their life. The promise is sure that truth will spring out of the earth through you. So he says mercy and truth are met together, righteousness and peace that kiss each other, perfect blend of these things. Truth springs out of the land, out of out springs into the earth, out of our lives. Righteousness shall look down from heaven. Now what this means is that God in his righteousness looks down and blesses from heaven. 
Now, this is not necessarily financial wealth and health and prosperity type of blessing. This is God making a way for his people to to direct their steps. This is when he says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So when you are living this life of revival, then God looks down from heaven. To this man will I look, Isaiah says, that person who trembles at the word and has a contrite heart, who's serious about the things of God, God looks upon them. He cares for them. He shepherds them. What an incredible promise that God gives. Don't you want the shepherding, truth-filling, peace-filled, merciful heart of God shining out of you? This is the promise that God gives. He goes on in verse 12 and says, The Lord shall give that which is good. God will bless with goodness. God will yield increase in the land. I believe that means that your life will be fruitful. Often we want to see that fruit faster than it comes, but we need to be patient with God. The, the Bible says some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. It says, grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. God promises to yield fruit out of your life if you live this way. What a blessing. What a promise. Your life can impact others. You can leave yourself behind. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in this season. If you are this person who's walking in righteousness, saying no to folly, fearing God, praising him for all his blessings, leaning into your great God and shining the glory out of your life and in this land. These are the promises he gives. And I love verse 13, which is such an encouraging and comforting verse. For this person and, and for these this people, and even for this nation that lives this way, righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. God will always do the right thing with your life. He will direct your steps. He will lead you down the right path. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. What a beautiful text to remind us that God will fulfill his promise out of our life and into our life if we live this life of revival and we will bring back the glory into our lives. Now, let's just be honest. This needs to happen day by day and in every way in our lives. We need to daily be in praise for how, for how favorable he's been, for his forgiveness. We, we need to be people of prayer, asking God to reveal to us any sin and, and folly and that needs to be confessed and any commitment we need to make to him, any change that needs to happen. And then we need to be obedient to it. Verses four through eight tell us, four through nine tell us that we should fear him and turn from folly and, and uh, listen to what he has to say to us. And God honors that type of activity with these wonderful promises. I mean, who doesn't want mercy and truth and righteousness and peace and truth springing out of our life? Who doesn't want a fruitful life? Who doesn't want God to direct your, their steps and be the leader of their life? This is the promise that God gives. So we need to get to work at the daily revival of our hearts. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? God, would you help us to live daily in this rekindling of the flame, walking with you every single day, so that the glory can return to our land.
may the glory be shining and showing out of our lives every single day. What a tremendous reminder today that God wants to do something in you and through you today. And what he does in you will shine out of you. You see, what flows on the outside must come from that revived heart on the inside. And God promises that he'll do something great through you. Rest in that promise today. Glory in him today. And I hope that this can be a challenge to to all of our hearts to go out today and walk the walk of the revived heart of God. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for listening to the Walk Talks podcast. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to the Walk Talks podcast. We trust that what you've heard today has challenged your walk with God. It is our prayer that through this podcast, every listener would strive to become more like Christ and faithfully live for Him each and every day. Join us next time, and God bless.